1: hair smoke flying through the, air. It's the way I feel.
2: Smoking
0: on cigar. all right everybody that was Jeff Pitchell's fat cigar you've been listening to and that means it's time for not just blowing smoke coming at you live from twin smoke shop studio headquarters in Sunny hooks at New Hampshire. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching us live, as well as Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google—basically wherever you can get your podcast from. I, Ronald, and I'm here with my co-hosts Paul and Dave. Nick is off tonight, but who cares? Because Tequila, Tequila Talia is here with yes. us. Yes. And joining us live via Skype is Brian Matola, the U.S. Director of Sales for Illusione Cigars. The perfect brand to smoke while talking conspiracies. Do you think? I think. How you doing, Brian? Thank you so much for being with us, man. Thank man. you for having us. I got Big Dave with me also. Dave.
1: Big Dave.
0: <clears throat> or mini me. <laughs> no, no conspiracy there. He's just a pretty- he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining <laughs> the show both of you so we are starting off the show smoking the illusione uh ultra Op number nine yes you want to tell us a little bit about, about the is cigar brian absolutely um so
3: the ultra line is one of my absolute favorites because it hits every point that i look for in a cigar so i smoke this stuff like it's candy you know um I, I especially love the mk ultra uh which there's no conspiracy reference there um, uh, um, the, uh the 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 ultra 9 uh while it's a little bit big for my uh big ring gauge because as i got older my ring gauge got smaller um I still really enjoy it. So, thank you for having us crack open a box. And Dave and I are are, are really enjoying this. Um, so, the Ultra Line uh, features two leaves of Lajaro from two regions in Nicaragua. And, um, you know, Dion doesn't blend anything for strength, strength is just merely a byproduct of what he's looking for. And, um, I think the nine, what rating did it get? It was in the top 10 in Cigar Aficionado. I think, yeah. Well, where did, where did it land? I think, I, mean, I think it was the Ultra 9 was number eight in Cigar Aficionado. They're a conspiracy for you. Um, this past year. It should have been the, the Ultra 9, should have been number nine. I mean, that would have been perfect. That uh, was awesome. And uh, yeah, it actually should have been the number one cigar. But, um, yeah, we don't talk about ratings and that much um, anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, the ultra is just, you know, so we have we actually have a cigar in the ultra line that Big Dave is afraid of.
0: Really? Why don't you tell him about that one? Big Dave's very like towering <laughs> in the corner, afraid of whatever it is that you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> ultra three, it's a short Robusto. still. He will not smoke it. Why won't you smoke the little three? Nobody could pick me up off the floor. <laughs> I literally saw it melt him into a chair. <laughs> That's a pretty impressive cigar. I mean, yeah. So he um, he will
3: not smoke the three. Um, I smoked the hell out of the MK. That is just. Totally in my wheelhouse, size-wise, flavor, just everything I'm looking for in a in a cigar. Now, conspiracy-wise, if you look at the masonic cube of numbers, you'll see all the numbers represented in the ultra line. We're missing like two of them, and I think uh, we're on our way. Not that. Not to start a conspiracy about Ultra, but that could be where the numbers come from.
0: Hmm. So now, Dion, you just said, doesn't blend his cigars for, really, for strength. He likes a good medium-strength cigar. So how does that little pop number three put Big Dave onto his behinds? uh uh-huh, because he's a I don't know. Can you say the P word on here? Because
3: um,
2: <laughs>
4: we're podcasting. How many people say <laughs> that to me? Yes. He's a giant P word. Wow. Yeah, that stands for palette. That stands for
0: palette, <laughs> it palette on it behind. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh.
3: So the Ultra Line just happened to come out full body because of the. Uh, the, the two, there's two different Lajeros in the blend and, you know, with Dion, um, it's real interesting to watch him go through the blending process. Both Dave and I have watched him do it and it usually starts with a tobacco, right? And then he builds the blend around it. Um, in this case, it, it, it happened to be these two different Lajeros that when he put them together and then added a few other components to the blend, it just was incredible. So you ended up with a full-bodied uh, cigar, but layered in flavor, right? See, there's different. There's full body that's just in your face, nicotine drip, uh, but it lacks the complexity of of a cigar. See, Dion's been able to accomplish, you know, the power side of it. Um, but yet layering flavor profiles that just, you know, black licorice um, just really is the predominant one in the ultra, I would say, right? Wouldn't you agree? Black licorice, pepper. Yeah, black licorice, pepper, Um, and so nothing happens by accident with Illusione. Everything's by design, and with him, it's usually uh, centered around one particular tobacco that he wants to build a blend around and uh, he looks for the balance the complexity um like i tell people there's three things that we really focus on quality consistency and flavor and if you can nail those three things um you too can have a cigar brand
0: <laughs> i can't disagree <laughs> with that now talia what what are we pairing with uh, the Ultra op number nine tonight.
5: So tonight, I mean, everybody knows the
0: original
5: single malt scotch whiskey out of Scotland, Glenlivet, Mm -hmm. the Glenlivet, actually.
0: The Glenlivet.
5: So tonight we're drinking their newest edition, the Caribbean Reserve. Mm. I know. I know. And you chilled it. I did chill it because with the Caribbean Reserve, what they did was they shipped some rum casks from Jamaica over to Scotland and they finished the whiskey in those casks
2: Mm.
5: and you can see, well, taste how much difference there is. So between just Glen Levitt 12 year Scotch whiskey versus the Caribbean reserve, Mm -hmm. it's so much sweeter, so much fruitier. Yeah. And it's even just a little bit smoother. Mm -hmm. So it's special with summertime and also just Glenn Levitt sort of trying to bring more people into the fold of scotch where, right. you know, that peaty, smoky quality is what turns people off.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: The Glen Levitt doesn't really have that flavor throughout any of its brands, but right. especially with this one, they're trying to get that younger crowd to be like, oh, I like scotch now, mm-hmm. sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're drinking tonight.
1: Oh, yeah, this is really good. What nice, are you thinking, Paul? Nice fruit uh, right up front, that nice little hit of, of, of some, little bit of spice in the back, but incredibly smooth, very, very well balanced. I, and I, I'm liking a chill, too.
5: Yes, chilling, I, I think anything that's a little bit fruitier needs to have that chill to it. Yeah. Not chill, necessarily chill, just... ice in it, but that chill quality with the fruit flavors kind of makes it a little cleaner to drink
1: now would you get would you get the same type of characteristic if you put like a rock ball in there
5: yes but once that starts to melt so i would definitely go with like a sphere you know like one of the ice spheres with this particular whiskey um because once it starts to melt it becomes a little too mellow i mean for scotch drinkers right so that's why I chilled it instead of bringing some ice because I thought you'd get more of that
0: rich flavor.
1: Yep, this is really nice.
0: Now, how long does ice really last out there in Nevada? What two, <laughs> two minutes?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, the other day it was 100 during the day and 30 at night, so yeah, I don't know. Ooh, oh 70. you might have had a shot during the during the during the evening hours of your ice lasting, but during the day, no, not so much. <laughs> it, it's been a crazy spring year um yeah but the, the we thought 2020 was an interesting year 2021's shaping up to be just as interesting
1: yeah weather weather wise <laughs> yes
3: yeah
2: it, it, totally true. It, it's just you know
0: i miss i miss wearing a mask everywhere <laughs> you miss it oh, <laughs> You guys would look like old bandits <laughs> with masks on and everything. I mean... That's, that's what I told everybody. I'm like,
4: I wore a
3: mask for almost a year, but I didn't rob anything. I'm just really... <laughs> just
0: yeah. in myself, you know? It, I mean... That's, <laughs> the thing that's really got me. It's like, when did you ever think you were going to have to go into a bank wearing a <laughs>
5: mask?
0: <laughs> well, and she
5: how...
0: Yeah. Here in Nevada,
3: we all carry, right? That's a given, right? Um, so, little known fact is that it's actually against the law to go into a bank wearing a mask, carrying a firearm. So every time we went into the bank, we were breaking the law. You know, right.
2: <laughs> right. Every
3: time I had to go get money out of the bank, I had that Judith Priest song. Stuck in my head for like hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, so what's what's the story behind the Op Number Nine? Where where, where does that name come from, Davey?
4: The Ultra Nine. Um. Yes. So the Ultra series is. So it originally started, if I'm not mistaken, with the MK, right? Yeah, the MK Ultra actually started because uh, bloggers were getting a hold of Dion wanting something with a little bit more backbone. And uh, he went down to Nicaragua, he found those two Lehera leaves, and then he um, found it performed very well in an MK. And he did about 60, 70 boxes, and he called it the MK Ultra for the MK Ultra project. And if you want to Google something, Google that, the MKUltra Project. Okay. And we released that basically on the bloggers, and they literally went out the door in two days. And then a couple years went by, and then the bloggers kept harassing, and then some retail stores talked to them at the show going, we heard years ago about that MK Ultra project and can you continue on creating a line? So we went back to Nicaragua again and started creating what became Ultra at that time frame. And the only conspiracy leak would be the MK size. Um, however, yeah, op yes.
3: number nine of the MK Ultra project you probably yes. won't get to if you Google it. Because it was really, really a highly classified section of the MK Ultra project. Do you guys know the MK Ultra project? We, n- yeah, yes, we carry- do. Yep, yep. Are, are you familiar? Okay, so That's it's not quite as scary as Sophia, but it's pretty damn close, right?
1: Yeah, I'm familiar uh, with.
3: Yeah. So, um, so there were different levels of the MK Ultra project. And number nine was the quintessential, uh, really conspiracy-driven operation of that MKUltra project. So it, it, it's all lined up with the origin of the line, which would have been in the MKUltra, which Project MK MKUltra. Pretty scary to read about, but I do it from time to time because I like having stuff like that in my search history. <laughs> <laughs> <That answer>. yeah, <laughs> and now that we mentioned Sophia's
0: name, we're all on her list because she hates humans. Yes, she does. <laughs> apparently she does. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Sophia before the show started. You want to? You want to talk a little bit about what Sophia actually is? So, Sophia is a robot
3: that um, if you once you flip the switch i think they did in 2016 she can never be turned off and she's constantly scanning everything on everybody and everything and uh, so much so that they they're starting to have uh conversations about the moral issues behind having such a, a powerful robot she's a robot it's kind of not bad looking either I mean, a <laughs> robot. There's 2020, Yeah, so I'm not quite to the marry a robot yet, but I'm getting close. <laughs> but, like, I've had two failed marriages. If I get married again, I'm going to make it real clear and apparent right from the beginning. Our wedding song is going to be Send Lawyers, Guns, and Money. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So anyway,
3: Sophia has caught the attention of some of the world's most highly regarded intellectuals as to whether uh, it's right or wrong to have a robot that once you turn her on, she's she doesn't have an off button. Kind of like when I was drinking 29 years ago. I didn't have an off button either. Um, but, um, you know... So, yeah, look, we're all about this thing called Google and whatever you search engine you use. When you Google this stuff, it scares the hell out of you because, you know, first of all, you'll get populated with the weirdest shit from that point forward.
2: (laughs) Every once in a while, just
3: to throw them off track, I got to say, like, hey, I'm thinking about taking a cruise, and then at least I get, like, caribbean cruise
0: line stuff so how that you know you you look at something on amazon and then it shows up on your facebook page yeah you start getting emails about it it shows up on other websites Mm -hmm. Uh, it it
4: shows up on your front door
1: how did that happen yeah it's called called redirecting they uh, met nicole's a marketing uh professional and so she told me about that a long long time ago that the moment. The, the moment you you search for something, then it starts appearing everywhere else. Yeah, and it's uh, totally it's designed to, to to keep you in tune with what you're searching for and everywhere. And what's
0: really bad about that is when your daughters start searching for stuff on her profile, and then it <laughs> oh, shows up. No. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. God.
6: That's why I create. I had to create total accounts for my kids because I was sick and tired of seeing <laughs> oh, anime
0: gosh. in my feeds. <laughs> yeah, anime. You know, weighted bunny blankets. I, I don't like, need that. <laughs> I don't need that. Showing up on my Facebook page. Well, yeah, just one time, just for shits and giggles, buy like women's shoes
3: for somebody. And then ever, from that point forward, you're going to get ads like, you would look good in these pumps, or you would look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I bought them for somebody that didn't have an account. That
6: oh, Never mind. Okay, maybe I would look good in them. Who knows? Don't fight <laughs> it you know at least now you Don't can virtually try them on <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no it's, it's unbelievable and, and they really are listening you know i mean uh i was having a conversation with somebody and we were talking about you know what should we do for vacation should we take a cruise and after that i just got bombarded we were just talking on the phone i mean so i love the people that are saying like I don't want to get vaccinated because I don't want them tracking me. Newsflash, they're tracking you. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> right. Cell phone, they know exactly where you are.
1: Yep. You know. For the for the longest time, I always wanted to get my uh, my tax return sent to me by mail. I didn't want the uh, the accountant to, uh, to to give them my bank account number for in fear of the IRS knowing. And she looked right at me <laughs> across the table and said, "They already know what it is." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yep. Oh my
2: God! Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, hell, there's there's RFID chips in cereal. I mean, you just you can't. Yeah. I mean, we just have to call. Um, because Europe is gonna implement something called track and trace for tobacco, and um, I'm just beginning now to figure this out, and it's like. You know, I know a lot of guys that pay cash for their cigars because they don't want anybody to know that they're uh, cigar smokers, probably because they lie on their health insurance or life insurance policy. I don't even do that, right? Are you a smoker? Oh no, not at all. You know, like in when I to do the medical exam and I stop for like two weeks hoping is this gonna be good enough? I don't know. But um, you know, they're gonna actually implement a thing called track and trace where there's going to be some kind of unique identifier embedded into the band um, so that they can track the cigar all the way along. I, they're they're
6: saying it's... They're not for that.
5: booze. <laughs> yeah.
6: oh, they'll never do booze. Booze never gets looked at. You know, that's why we have bubblegum vodka, but you can't smoke I have menthols. three
5: drinks a week.
6: <laughs>
3: Again, it's all being done under the guys of we don't want kids tobacco in and up in kids i mean how many kids do you know spend freaking 18 dollars on a cigar i mean like god you know none i mean and i think as an industry we provided uh all that data uh through the the help of some of the bigger online uh that look this is the these are the people that are buying our products. I mean, you don't see any kids like, you know, going, I, I think maybe I, I want to smoke that Ultra 9 tonight. You know, it's just like, it's not something they do. You know, my, my kid, yeah, my kid smoked since he was three years old. Um, <laughs> we, we lived in Montana, right? We lived in Montana. And he wouldn't hike unless he had a cigar. And I didn't realize it was because I always told them that the cigars keep the bears away. Right? Yeah. So I used to buy my three-year-old son the biggest cigar I could find. If I could find an A, I would I would give him an A. And this little three-year-old kid walking down the trail smoking an A. And of course, the first person you run into, you know, maybe drove a Subaru. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. But they're like, oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's like, what do you mean? He's out hiking. I mean.
0: (laughs) It's the bear. It's to keep away the bears. (laughs) I understand. It's all about the
3: bears, you know. But uh, it's funny because I I have two boys. And my oldest one doesn't smoke cigars. He smokes weed. Um, And my youngest still smokes cigars. And his favorite cigar, believe it or not, he's 21 years old. This is really unbelievable, is the H.L. Candela. Really? That's what he smokes.
2: <laughs>
3: the Holy Lance Candela. Let's talk about Candela for a minute, because that's something, you know, we we get to see a lot of. Uh, we're actually coming out with one for the PCA. It's a CG4 Candela. What do you think about that cigar, Dave?
4: I love it. It, you totally get this, um, to Corojo Curio feelers. It actually adds brightness to it and it doesn't dominate with the typical grassy hay flavors that Candela gets associated with. It.
3: It, see, if you don't do Candela right, it's like licking the bottom of a lawnmower, right? But if you do it right, it's bright, fresh, clean. Not that I licked that many bottoms of lawnmowers, but maybe I did once. Or twice. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's kind of like to
3: say that's better than getting poked in the eye with a sharp stick. I haven't been poked in the
6: eye with a sharp
3: stick yet, so I can't. I don't know. You know?
6: But looking under a lawnmower, yes, yes, I. But
3: looking the bottom of the lawnmower, yeah, probably. I think I was drunk. You know, back in
0: the day, I mean, it seemed like the thing
3: to do. Know.
0: Taste it, taste it, Dave. <laughs> mm. Oh, my gosh. So the whole, you know, Illusione is kind of built, the brand is built around this whole conspiracy thing. Go to the website, you know, it doesn't say information, it says disinformation about the cigars. You know, was this something that was done at the outset of the brand intentionally? Or is this something that you guys kind of picked up on that people said, oh, 88, oh, that, that stands for HH. And hell Hitler. That means you know, and, and just run with it. Well it's, uh, so originally,
3: um, yeah, Dion was going down that conspiracy path, right? So if you look at the origin of the brand, yeah. it was definitely conspiracy driven. MJ twelve, right? The 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 guys, the majestic twelve, Google that. Um, they wrote the papers on the nineteen forty-nine Roswell incident. Um, and then you know, something like the '88. Um, everybody's like, "Oh, there's got to be a conspiracy uh, behind it," but it's actually the year that Dion moved to Reno, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, so the he, he 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 did start out down that path, but then if you follow the brand, it's kind of interesting, uh, you know, looking at it because then he evolved into things like Epernay, right, and Garage East and Hotel which, you know, really aren't... There's no conspiracy behind them. I mean, Ebernaid's the, the greatest Champagne region in France. Hands down, can't, there's no conspiracy. But then... Uh, when was that? About four years ago? About four years ago, we buy the one-off brand, right? Which you guys know really well because it had roots in your neck of the woods back in the day. Yeah. And the, the the whole thing behind that brand was... What's with this peace sign on a cigar band? Well, it's not a peace sign, right? So, it's not. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an airplane, you know? So, we kind of went full circle, right, to all this, you know, conspiracy stuff and a lot of religious things, too, like number one, number two. If you look at the side of the box of the number two, it'll say crown of thorns. Um, CG Four, right? The White Horse.
4: So there's a lot of religious things too. The HL, the Holy Land, right? But that was that was all tying into the, clothes, the Yeah, clothes. yeah. Well, that's in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I only we went to
3: a Jesuit college. I have no freaking clue. Right? Like, no idea. <laughs> you know, the
4: biggest word in the beginning of the Luciani actually came from Gary Arts. Back in the day, he wrote articles for different magazines, different star magazines, and whatnot. and he, without knowing Dion at all in the very beginning, started tying different meanings of what Illusioni was into our line without even speaking to Dion, talking to Dion or anything else. And he tied 88 into some racist propaganda and stuff like this, and he made a big article about it, and it came out. And without even speaking to Dion, and then him and Gary got together at trade show that year, and Dion explained to him, '68, uh, the year he was born, '88, moved to Reno, graduated college, and so on and so forth. HL, CG4, F9, all that tied into the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It had nothing to deal with and that big upward conspiracy type profiling started early on from gary's article gary arts so, and so not but, that, not and that it's not that was not into conspiracy because i've known dion pre-dating illusioni's ever existence and he's always been a conspiracy guy it wasn't something he wanted to tie into his it wasn't something that was created after the fact of the cigar line he's always been a conspiracy guy he always to this day still thrives in that world and reading about it because he believes you know you should think definitely outside the box you should look at all different profiles and all different ways of thinking and not just be set into one style and so yeah illusion is just a more amplified more public presence but conspiracy is him i mean it wasn't it wasn't something that was created to sell us
0: Okay, what what are some of the wilder things you've heard about uh, the supposed meaning behind the names of Illusione cigars? The wildest was well, Gary Art's
4: story.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. You know, and, and like I said, it's, I guess it's a real thing,
0: right? It, it really is, And but... Really is a racist Nazi? No, I mean, <laughs> in, in some worlds it is. But not world, well, it was the
3: year he moved to Reno. Like, you couldn't have moved in 89, right? Like, I mean, that would have been so much easier for us, right? We would have been able to sell it in Germany, right? Can't sell that in Germany. Um, you know, uh,
0: uh, Tats before he started coming out with his cigar name.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so, um, but yeah, that's probably the most bizarre, you know. And then, and then, of course, it didn't help that in the Sons of Anarchy, we were in the cigar shop. There's a box of Epernay in the cigar shop in the Sons of Anarchy. So that doesn't help. That just, you know, fans the fire on shit like that. And, you know, but really, I mean, for, the, for that guy to write that article, he obviously, one, doesn't know anything about Italians, right? And and <laughs> history, right? I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Italians might have gotten invaded, but I don't see i didn't see too many of them joining right like (laughs) it really wasn't the thing right and so um yeah that's probably the most bizarre uh the 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 other thing was uh back in in the early evolution of the of the brand at the trade show they uh the message they wanted to convey was don't drink the kool-aid right so they had jim jones on their booth right and um you know, but the message was don't drink the Kool-Aid, which, by the way, if you do some research, they didn't really have Kool-Aid in that part of the world. It was an off-brand called Flavorade. Um, So Kool-Aid just got the bum rap for it. Um, but, you know, the message was don't drink the Kool-Aid, smoke something else. But people took offense to it. Uh, in fact, so much so that about three years ago at the trade show guy comes up to me and says, I'll never buy a Lugiana. And I said, really? Why? He said, because of that Jim Jones, um, advertising campaign. And I was like, ah, that was like eight years ago. You didn't get over it. He's like, no, I'm still stuck on it. So anyway, so the guy harassed me for like three days of the trade show. And then he comes to me and he says, uh, I'm going to extend an olive branch. I'm going to give you an order. He gave me a two box order. Uh, at the trade show, which those of you in the business know that that's kind of a joke, right? Uh, but he did. He gave me a two-box order, and God, if it didn't take every bit of willpower not to put some packets of Kool-Aid in that order, <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but we we exercised restraint and didn't put it in there. Um, but it is really funny though. How like I love the fact that things aren't what they really appear to be and some people think they are what they are and some people think i I love that it creates conversation like for example 68 i've I've heard different things about 68 it was the year he was born right (laughs) um the triple eight right like the triple eight if in some uh numerology if you put it the letters like they do in the 88, but if you do the triple eight, it actually spells out Jesus. So there's a lot of religious things undertones to our brand as well, which is kind of cool because everybody has this pegged as these conspiracy guys, but yet we have a number two with the crown of thorns. We we have the HL, which is the Holy Lance, but people tend that's why I love the one off so much because people were like We even got an email from a guy who um, ripped us about the peace sign, right? Being uh, very offensive, you know, and that he lived during an era when the peace sign. And so, you know, I, I wanted to send back an email with, you know, a little bit of cheeky humor, but I didn't, I heard on the side and I said, thank you for your input. It's not a peace sign; it's an airplane, you know. And he wrote back and said, "Well, I'm really sorry; it looks like a peace
2: sign
3: to me." Actually, I'll tell you the real—what he really wrote was—is he wrote that um, the peace sign was the equivalent of the swastika, you know. And so I wanted to respond back that like we couldn't get the swastika on the band. but i heard on the side of caution and i said you know what maybe this guy really went through some bad stuff and it, it's not a, it's not a sign it's an airplane and um it was good we took the
6: high road right like i've been doing that a lot lately that would have been a funny p.s though p.s we we couldn't fit this swatch to go on
4: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's really funny how people
3: like Garage East, for example, is another brand that if you translate it literally out of French, it means mechanic, right? right. But if you research Garage East in terms of winemaking, you'll see that these are artisan winemakers that make really high-level craft wine in their garage, hence, hence the name Garage East. There's a whole society in France dedicated towards this, this art of making wine. So... I love stuff like that on the surface it means mechanic if you translate it literally right. um you know if you dig into it a little bit more you find out what it really is and that the same thing with the name people ask me all the time is it illusion or is it illusion only and i say yeah it, it is you know <laughs> so which one is it you know i don't know pick one you know um I mean, we're not in as bad shape as Stallone was because I think they have to call it Stallone because they had a problem with uh, some guy, I don't know, Little Man's complex on his part.
0: (laughs) So how is the whole controversy thing helpful? Well,
3: anytime you get people talking about it, right, and, you know, we're kind of a brand that's dedicated to tobacco, right? That's really what drives our brand. All the other stuff around it, at the end of the day, is just kind of fun. At the end of the day, the, the only place that a conspiracy doesn't exist is in the tobaccos that Dion uses and his ability to blend, right? Is 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 incredible. Um you ask anybody in the industry, uh, who has the bo- most exacting palette and they'll all say it's Dion and, and so that's really what's driven the brand through the years um, the rest of the stuff is just fun to talk about right like I love when people say to me we need to do a, a, a thing called decoding Dion right well really not that hard to decode him he's really simple a good man loves tobacco uh, He he's very much to himself um, you know, I, I, went to pick up a office furniture at his house the other day. It was the first time I was ever to his house. He's a very private guy. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he'd rather sit in the factory and let the tobacco kind of talk to him about where it wants him to go. And, um, you know, he really is, he's a tobacco savant when it comes to his blending styles. And that's really what's driven the brand. All the other stuff around it has been just fun to talk about. And it's, it's fun to see how far out people can take it, you know? And it's like, wow, you have a lot of excess time on your hands, you know, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, it's all, it's all fun, you know, and, but Dion really, puts his heart and soul into the 92 cigars that we make. And each one of them gets its own care and attention. I mean, he's one of the few blenders that I know that doesn't just blend to a Toro and then do mathematics to take them to the next size. He actually literally blends something people don't know about him. He actually blends each size individually. He will tweak, uh, make tweaks along the way. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking to a guy not too long ago, and he said, the 88, it's an amazing cigar. I smoked it back when it first came out, and it's still the same. That blend hasn't changed. And I looked at him, and I said, that blend has probably changed a hundred times through the years, but he's changed it to get it back to where it was, you know? Well, whenever you're dealing with, you know, a a handmade product in a third-world country dictated by Mother Nature... You have to constantly tweak things to keep them where they are back to that quality, consistency, and flavor Uh, uh thing that we talked about earlier It's not something you can just bronco it and set it and forget it It's a constant upkeep and to tend to 92 blends Uh is is really quite a feat, you know
0: Yeah, absolutely now, have you ever gotten tired of all the conspiracy crap um no i mean it's part of our dna
3: right i mean it's 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 where the brand started its you know if you look at greg Matola, every time he does a review of an illusion on a cigar he starts with conspiracy theories and aliens, i think you and- know so it's it's kind of what we're known for, so we don't get tired of it. I would, you know, just because I'm a shit pop star, right? I would come out with things like the Element 151 or the, you know, real just fuel the conspiracy theories um, even further. But Dion's a, a more conservative and to the best. And like you said, if you follow the progression of the brand, it started with the original documents. Right. which referred to the redacted documents of 1949 um and then the brand kind of evolved it went to epernay it went to hotel i mean got hotel you don't get any more french than that you know like right, right. half the world can't even pronounce it you know <laughs> well, and and so that's what i have more fun with right is listening to people pronounce the names of the cigars like In the Apernay line, I mean, you you got Laferme, Laferme, Laferma, Laferme, it's firm, you know, I mean, (laughs) that's what we have more fun with, and we're we're coming out with a new line um, at the trade show called Alegria, which if you translate in Italian or in Spanish, uh, in Italian it's two L's and Spanish it's one L's it means happiness. So, I'm pretty sure people will put some kind of conspiracy thing behind that too.
0: I'm sure they will. <laughs> now, how do you keep track of 92 different blends? That's a lot of blends to be keeping track of. How do you how do you keep 92 blends on the table and fresh in cigar shops? Well,
3: it comes from where he spends most of his time, right? So, most of Dion's time is spent in Nicaragua with the exception of last year It was a really tough year for him. Uh, cause we were having tobacco sent up here to Reno and it's just not the same when you do that. Right. Um, so it comes from his attention to detail and, and also his exacting commitment to quality, right? There's no variance when it comes to, uh, his cigars and in fact we were sitting with one of our retail partners from california a woman that owns a shop called uh morgan hill um uh cigars and um she's smoking a uh, garage east dion smoking a garage east. and you could just tell by the way he was looking at it that it wasn't he wasn't happy so he goes to her give me your cigar and she hands it to him and he's holding it and then he's holding his and he goes yeah these are half a gram off right now i had a misguided youth in the 80s i don't even know what a half a gram feels like right (laughs) so we put it on the scale and sure enough it was a half a gram off so if you go to the factory it's really interesting you'll see guys They roll a bunch of different stuff for different people. But if you see the rollers with a scale next to them, they're they're rolling Illusioni because there is no variance for his cigars. I mean, zero tolerance. I mean, I can show you in the back over at our warehouse, we have a pile of rejected cigars, almost to the point now where we have more rejected than we actually have in inventory. Um,
6: But it's not unusual for him to turn around uh, <laughs> Factory throbs. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's 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 not unusual for him
3: to turn away 30,000 cigars and just say they they're not
4: right. Our first trade show order came in. First trade show of Illusioni The order came in to Reno. It was me and Dion, and we opened up the boxes to validate the cigars, and the entire order was rejected. The starting of a company, and the entire order's rejected, and we're here to fulfill trade show orders. Yeah, they, they actually put a sign up after the first day of the trade show that
0: said sold out, and they all left. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's one thing for Dion and his incredible palate to be in control of 92 blends, but you're in control of U.S. sales for selling those 92 blends. How do you keep on top of that and keep those 92 things fresh in the retailers and to the customers um, around the country?
4: So I have a really tough, tough
3: job when it comes to selling Illusioni. Um, my sales pitch, I've worked on it for hours and hours and hours I mean, countless hours. I've lost two wives because of my devotion to my And it's pretty much, here, try this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is profound. It's, I like it's, the- it's, cool. it's amazing
3: how, like, once you get people to try. See, I, I tell people, Illusioni is the best cigar you haven't smoked yet right? Like, literally, it's the best cigar you haven't smoked yet. And um, once you get people to try it, it's, it's, look, it changed my smoking world back in 2009. uh, Before I met Dion, I was in Florida, and a friend of mine handed me an Ebername. He said, you really need to smoke this. And um, I tried it, and just to show you how much of a rocket scientist i am i smoked the epernay and i'm like damn this is incredible and then i scoured the country looking for these you think i would ask my buddy where he got me right no that didn't dawn on me right but then i finally said to the guy hey where'd you get these and he said in new york and so i took a trip to new york and i bought a box my first box of cigars that i bought from illusioni was an epernay and um it changed my 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 approach it, look i tell people we really don't sell cigars right what we sell is an experience and we want to put you on a cigar journey the last thing we want as a manufacturer is somebody to smoke only illusioning we want you to take a journey and we want you to make illusioning one of your stops on your cigar journey right um it's 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 incredible because people hear me talk about foundation cigars and they're like but aren't they a competitor of yours no they're not because if a shop does well with foundation they will do well with illusione and vice versa you know um if you do really well with big box brand x i'm gonna have a tough road right because now i have to educate and i have to get people to realize why they should be smoking boutique brands which is really an interesting subject because if you look at this industry, the, the, the bigger, the bigger, the brand, the more they're looking down the totem pole at the boutique brands going, what are they doing down there? Like, what are those guys doing? What do they know? Like, how do they accomplish the the following that they've gotten on their cigars? And it all comes down to, um, the attention to the 92 uh, brands. But to answer your question, we do a lot of uh, research on our brand and how it sells. And, um, you know, unlike uh, some other companies, if something's not selling to where we want it to, uh, we'll get behind it. We started doing focus brands uh, for illusione um, uh, quarterly. And basically, we let the numbers tell us. Sometimes it's doing well, and we think it can do better. Sometimes it's plateaued, and we think we can lift it. Sometimes it's on a decline. I mean, it all depends. It's not just, you know, hey, we have an excess inventory of this, so let's make it the focus brand. No, 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 it's it's way more comp- complex than that. And it's there's thought behind it. And if you notice our ad campaigns on some of the digital sites that we do ads, um, it's dedicated towards those brands that we think are either underperforming or performing really well but can perform better so that's really where i come in as far as keeping it fresh is how do we keep um 92 cigars all moving in in a positive direction and it's you know it's, it's easier said than done but at the same time once you smoke something um like we got into a backwater situation not too long ago, and it, we were sending out samples to our reps. And I'm like, this is really cool because the stuff we have in the warehouse, we know that they don't put pressure on them, sell that hard. So we started sending out those samples, and the next thing you know, bang, 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 water started flowing in, where we're now out of some of those SKUs that we sent them. Because it's a simple it's here, try this. I mean, that's really what Illusion is all about. Try it, smoke it. If you don't like that, we can put you onto something else in our portfolio. That's really where the magic of illusione lies. Is if you smoke a Illus- illusione original document and then you smoke illusione upperne, they're not the same. Right? I mean, we're not a company with 18 brands that has three blends. We're a company that has 18 brands, 92 cigars, and 92 different blends. Each one some will have characteristics, there is a signature to what Dion does. Um, but at the same time, they're all different. You can smoke Fundi more, get a different experience than you can every day even though they're very similar in, in strength profiles. And But as far as flavor goes, they're totally different. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, we're coming up on the first half of our uh, break. So, Dave, what do you, what do you think of the uh, cigar and the pairing here? Um,
6: before before the show, I smoked one too, and it was uh, it felt really strong, really robust, a lot of a lot of earth and leather. I was getting some heavy pepper in the retrohale, and now that kind of got toned down with the pairing. And uh, there's like this, this sweetness that's like come up in it, and uh, it's now it's like really creamy but uh same you know like earth and leathers and, and spice and stuff like that but it just toned down a bit
1: nice well what about you i would have to agree with dave this is one of my uh, all-time favorite full-body cigars I'm a, I'm a huge cigar purvey fan but this one here uh, amps it up for me um i love the the leather the spice the earth from it the pairing is an absolute complimentary pairing. Yep. I love this this uh, this scotch. Thank you, Talia, for bringing this today. Oh, yes. um, it, it actually helped. It. Just like Dave said, it toned it down. Uh, the pepper is now just a nice, smooth spice. Brings out a lot more of the leather, uh, earthy tones. The mm-hmm. retro hale, however, is beautiful, oh, yeah. and rich spice. Love it. This is a this mm-hmm. is an absolutely fantastic cigar and pairing.
0: Talia, how do you think it went with the scotch?
5: I love Ow! it because. um as you know boys my uh i want to make sure that they pair perfectly and it doesn't Mm -hmm. take away from my drink that's my main thing Mm -hmm. so this cigar is truthfully and for me personally slightly heavier than i would tend to smoke but i mean look how much i've smoked of it already Yeah, Mm -hmm. because of this scotch so the scotch is a little sweeter than I would typically drink. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't my typical scotch either. So pairing them together has balanced them in such a way that like, I'm digging the cigar, I'm Mm -hmm. loving the scotch with it. I mean, this is like almost my second glass. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just, it makes it harmonious.
1: Mm -hmm. Ooh, there's Mm -hmm. a word. I would have to. So Dave Dave and I are non-drinkers,
3: right? I quit 29 years ago. And uh, we pair things with milkshakes.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to (laughs) say Kool-Aid. No, not uh, Kool-Aid. i you
3: mentioned it. Um, No, but we pair things with milkshakes. um, He and I, uh, like original documents, we pair with a berry milkshake. Uh, We would drive to Idaho to go see a shop and it was a shop, uh, an ice cream shop. They would make Huckleberry milkshakes and we paired it with original documents. It was incredible. Uh, Garage East, I pair with um, a banana milkshake. Um, It's incredible. So for those non-drinkers out there, there is hope for pairings.
2: have
5: to get
0: milkshakes at the bar. Well, I don't know if you
5: guys got that, but I taste banana heavy on this. I don't know if you guys get that.
0: I don't really have. So it's funny of, that
5: you uh, say banana milkshake because I get banana right off this.
0: I yeah, If you get banana off of that, highly yeah. recommend the Garagió
3: cigar with it next okay. okay, perfect. Um, yep. Give that a shot. And you know the the beautiful thing about being a non-drinker is I've smelled a lot of cocktails in my life. I'm the great sniffer of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bourbon sniffer. Um I still I'm still able to catch the nuances and I think uh pairing is like wine, right? Drink what you like, eat what you like, and it'll all pair really well together.
0: All right. Well what do you guys think? Do you guys want to stick around while we smoke pipes and keep talking conspiracies or do you want to head out? No, well, we'll stick around. I
3: mean you got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. I just told you I got divorced twice, I got no life. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, that's good. I still, got, I still got some questions for you, so that's really good. All right, we're going to take about a three and a half minute break while we set up for the uh, next half of the show. We'll be right back. Going Get on. your pipes out; it's coming. All right, everybody, we're back, and we are now smoking this Eight State Burley, uh, which is the latest small batch release from Cornell and Deal and uh, let me tell you what it uh, says from the Laodicea website who distributes uh cornell and deal it says cornell uh cornell and deals tribute to the historic u.s burley growing regions small batch eight state burley oh, yeah. is an elegant and elevated take on the traditional american burley tobacco family starting with a specially sourced <coughs> of air-cured leaf from there? 2015. this unique mixture yeah is enhanced by Choice Red and Bright Virginia, the same reds used in Carolina Red Flake, as well as a blend of Samsung Sokum, Caterini Orientals from 2005.
6: Did you say Samsung?
0: No. <laughs> Sam-sun. <laughs> Samsung. Day. Samsung, Dave. Samsung, okay. Everything is related to the phone, okay? Uh-huh. Press, slice, and tumbled into an old-fashioned ready-rub mixture. Eight-State Burley is extremely well-balanced, offering a rich earthiness and sweetness marked by elements of spice tartness (laughs) and even a bit of cream Mm. building from a palette of nostalgia. It offers a a familiar comforting flavor, one that builds and expands expands, challenge preconceptions and set the new standard for Burley blends across the board. It's manufactured by Cornell and Deal and, uh, Blend type. Yes, it's a burly blend. Burly, burly. Hello. And uh Burley Orientals and Virginia. Uh there's no flavorings added to this. Mm. It is a ready rubbed cut. Mm, and rub we're continuing. Well, we actually emptied. <laughs> <laughs>
1: surprise, ready surprise. <clears throat>
5: Uh, I don't
0: like you boys go thirsty, you know. Thank oh, you, really yeah. appreciate yeah. it, you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know, Paul. What's what's your initial thoughts on this and the pairing?
1: Well, I haven't got to the pairing yet, but nice fruit, nice spice, floral. I think the Orientals are definitely coming through for me in this one. Mm-hmm, the mm. Virginia, the florals, just uh, the what? 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 Yeah. The, the Virginia, the Orientals, mm-hmm. the fruit, the the the. Uh, nice aromatic notes. It's just this is really good. interesting. Mm, let me yeah, uh, interesting. Good, let me, uh, let me a take a drink blend. of the, uh, the wonderful Glenlivet here.
0: Talia, mm. I'm I'm really curious about what you think about how this goes with the scotch.
5: Well, you guys have introduced me to the pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. It's what I do. Yes. I'm the Darth Piper.
5: Yes. There's a uh, not a lot of things you know. The only oh. time I smoke pipe tobaccos is you guys.
1: Mm-hmm. The drink is bringing. And out I enjoy a lot it. Yeah. It's bringing out a lot more fruit for me.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not
1: surprised. Mm. Dave, nice what... and
5: sweet, nice and easy, and smooth.
6: Ooh.
5: And the fruit flavors really come through.
6: Um, when I when I tried this the other day, I got absolutely zero fruit. Um, so I I honestly think Paul that. You're getting that from your palate being cleansed with the uh, scotch there. I doubt that, Dave. And then, uh, <laughs> I got it was very woody, very earthy for me, and it had um, a woody, earthy uh, retrohale. And now with the scotch, I'm getting, I'm actually tasting the Virginias for the first time. The Virginias. The Virginias. Mm-hmm. I love my Virginias.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Um. Brian, how how did you how did you end up working with Dion? So I ended
3: up, I ended up in Reno by mistake. I was living in the Caribbean.
0: Why am I not surprised? <laughs> why would you Why would you Oops, move I'm from in the Reno. Caribbean to Nevada? <laughs> so I, I was living in the
3: Caribbean, and my work visa ran out. I was on a small little island. And they told me I had 24 hours to get off the island. And
6: uh, I'll go to Reno.
3: Not a whole lot of places to hide a guy like me on a small little island with like less than 5,000 people. Is that where you left your
0: first wife? uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking
3: about that. Um, (laughs) I have five months. Actually, when I pay her today, I'll have four and a half months left to pay her spousal support, and then I'm done.
6: Yay!
3: Yep. So it's funny how, uh, not to get off on a tangent, but when I first got divorced, I treated it like every business has, I pay her $1,200 a month on spousal support. I said every, every business has a $300 a week, completely useless employee so that's how i lived through the beginning of my spousal support yeah once i got within five years i treated it like i bought a fucking ferrari but i don't know where i parked it.
0: <laughs> 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 you can buy a ferrari in the next uh, five months
3: <laughs> so i still have a ferrari for the next five months and then i'm done my obligation is over and um and then it will show up uh no I, no, I, <laughs> no you know i paid into it for a while so somebody's enjoying it um it's just not me um anyway, <laughs> so to answer your question back on point here i ended up in uh, uh puerto rico and i was with my kids and i had booked myself into san francisco because my brother lived in Sonoma, and I booked the kids into uh, Palm Beach, where my parents lived. And, uh, you know, it, it might have been intentional. It might not have been. Um, everybody deserves a break. Um, anyway, we ended up living in an incline village in Nevada, up in Lake Tahoe. Uh, and then I'm affectionately what they call a decliner. I declined down from the lake to Reno um and i met dion at the shop and I had through the years i've known him probably now what maybe eight nine years I, through the years i had really really in-depth conversations with him about everything not just tobacco not just cigars but just in general it wasn't until i came to work for him that i realized that was very uncommon for him that The conversations that I had with him were very rare because the common denominator that I get when I'm out on the road is, yeah, I met Dion once five years ago at the trade show and shook his hand and said hello and that was it. That seems to be pretty much every Dion sighting encounter that people have. Um, So I, I really feel grateful for the fact that I got to know the man first before i came to work for them and that's how i ended up uh, working for them i have an emotional attachment to cigars i've been sober for 29 years um if you take cigars out of the equation i doubt very likely whether i get through day one i really doubt it you know so they were my crutch so it's good that i'm able to give back to an industry that has you know helped me
0: stay on the path that i'm on Good, awesome. What have been some of the challenges of uh, leading your team of uh, brokers over the past year with all this COVID craziness and, you know, cigar shops being closed, doing curbside stuff, everything's just opening up. How, how have you dealt with that? So, you, you know, as, as leaders of, of a company, it's our
3: job to see what's out in front of what's out in front of, right? We're always kind of looking into the future. And if anybody tells you that they saw 2020 happening, <laughs> it's flat out a liar, right? We didn't, tell we that. didn't see this happening, right? Um, so luckily for us, um, we own a, a retail shop here in Reno as well. So luckily for us, we had a little bit of insight as to how things were going to go down. Because literally, like, the news has, like, the end of the world coming. It's this COVID thing. Everybody's locked down, shut in, And my phone is ringing off the hook from Dion's regulars. How can I get my cigars? Where am I going to get my cigars from? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is kind of cool, right? Like, everything is crumbling. Businesses are closed. And you're worried about where you're going to get your cigars from. And Actually, it gave us a little bit of insight as to what was going to happen. And it helped us stay the course and be a steady hand on the rudder, telling our sales force that, look, what's going to happen here is people are going to smoke a whole lot more. Because one thing they're not going to do is they're not going to be going out anywhere. They're going to be sitting at home. Guys that were one, two cigar a week, guys are now two, three a day, um, and you're going to see this increase of of, of consumption of cigars. Yeah, that- and that's exactly what happened. So uh, having this, this store really helped us get a read into how the 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 great pandemic of 2020 was going to play out uh, in the cigar world because. Like I said, my phone was ringing from Dion's regulars going, well, I need cigars and the shop is closed. So what we did for a while out of the warehouse is they were coming here, buying boxes of Illusioni and the guys were actually getting pissed at it. It's like, I I smoke occasionally a Padron. It's like, I don't have Padron in the goddamn warehouse. You know, take, take what you're getting and (laughs) go away. And so, uh, it, it was real interesting to see, and it gave us some insight as to how this was going to play out. So we knew real early that we were going to go into a cigar boom like we are. And, and we were in a boom, let's face it, that we haven't seen since the 90s. Oh. I mean, I heard rumor the other day that uh, U.S. imports are expected to top 500 million cigars in the premium. Oh, that's Amen. crazy.
1: That's Hallelujah. awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
3: That, that's a lot. I don't know whether we'll get there and how valid that rumor was, but it's 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 incredible, you know. Um so yeah, it was an interesting year. It was a test of of leadership and you had to be creative, you know. I mean you just had to get creative.
0: Right. You know what were some of um, the ways you got creative? What's that? What's some of the ways you got creative? So one of the things
3: that we saw early on um you know we've always been a very brick and mortar centric company right because dion owns a brick and mortar shop one of the things i saw real early was is that there was going to be a little bit of a shift online right people that had never bought online before were going to go online so one of my first phone calls was to one of the online retailers saying look you're going to pick up people that you've never sold cigars to before one of your jobs now is going to be to keep them so one of the first things we did early on in the in the pandemic was uh we did a geek pack online it was uh you know the geek sizes of cigars that people don't normally smoke Lanceros, lonsdale Ninfas, hayes we put a pack together and it was hugely successful um and it, and it created uh some demand for some of those sizes that people overlook. Like we have one in the original documents, it's a Lonsdale. Dave and I would both agree it's our favorite cigar. But what gets all the attention in the original documents? The MJ-12, the six by 56, because nobody smokes Lonsdale's, you know? Um, and we put that out there, and right now we're currently out of stock on the M what the need. Yeah, on the NIMFA too. Nobody smokes NIF. Nobody smokes neempas, right? I mean, we're now out of stock on the NIMFA. So what well, we did worked. It created demand. So that was one of the creative things we did right out of the gate was hey, let's let's give people something to smoke that they normally wouldn't smoke and they they, they enjoyed it and um they're they're great cigars too, you know.
0: Now, you know, here in New Hampshire with us, you know, we thought we were gonna get closed down but we were able to stay open, do curbside service and stuff like that. And then after about seven weeks, people were able to come in the stores. You know, they had to be masked and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, 2020 ended up being a really banner year for for twins. How was last year in Nevada? Um, Same thing.
4: I mean, we were closed a lot longer.
0: Yeah, the,
3: the, the lounge was closed. Almost a year, right? Almost. Yeah, almost a year. Uh Dion had the lounge closed and the store was closed maybe six, eight weeks. No, about three and a half months. Okay, so three and a half months. And still we had a banner year at the shop. And the Lugioni had a had an incredible year uh last year.
0: Um it, it really turned out really well. That's awesome. hmm Um How is the cigar industry now in Nevada?
3: So the cigar industry in Nevada is under attack like everywhere else. Um, Our state legislative group um, has come after the cigar industry. We got hit with a one-time floor tax. We used to pay our OTP tax uh, in Nevada, based on what you sold the previous month, you guys don't have an OTP tax. You're one of three states, which is awesome. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, and we need to keep you that way because once you go away, it's, there's no going back, right? So, right. Um, about two years ago, the state of Nevada hit all the retail shops with a floor tax of uh, you had to pay on all the inventory in the humidor. And then uh, going forward, you pay the tax when you receive the product, uh, which changed the buying habits of some of the retailers here in Nevada. What we didn't know was that illusione was gonna get caught up in that as well. Even though 96 and percent of our inventory gets shipped out of the state, uh, we had to write a, a check to the state for the 30% of the entire value of the inventory in the humidor.
6: Oh, jeez. That's retarded.
3: Yeah, so um, it forced us to open up a foreign trade zone here in Nevada, so now the warehouse, the entire building is a foreign trade zone, and when the state tries to come in, we basically tell them, you're not coming in. Uh, It's a federally regulated building. Customs and Border Patrol are the only ones allowed in the building and um, it's helped us on several levels because we now do distribution for some other brands. Because by creating the foreign trade zone here in Nevada, we're able to import without the federal excise tax of uh, 41 cents a cigar, roughly 41 cents a cigar. It gets paid after we sell the product. So that's helped us do distribution for other brands as well because that savings
6: is incredible. Yeah, sweet. Thank you. Uh,
3: Anytime you can stick it to the man, you stick it to the man. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um I assume since you're already there in the state, you're you're going yeah. to the PCA? We're going to the PCA. Um
2: we've
3: <laughs> scaled down our booth size um because we're just tired of the process to get a booth set up there so we scaled down a little bit we expected to be very busy um you know i I went to tpe and it was really busy uh we weren't uh we weren't exhibiting at tpe i just went down there to explain to our retail partners why we couldn't do a trade show in Mar in may and then turn around and do a trade show in july there's just no recovery time to build inventory back and I went down there. I felt strongly enough about it to go down there and sit with the people that took the trip, retailers from across the country, and explain to them that we just can't feasibly support two trade shows within a two and two and a half month span. It
0: just does not Right. Sure. Um, You know, so how many cigars does Elysione make in any given year?
3: So we're still under a million. Mm-hmm. Um right right around a million uh or under. Um and there is a, a limit as to how much we can grow illusione, and it comes from what we talked about earlier, and that's Dion's attention to uh the, the tobacco that he uses. Like Dion doesn't just use tobacco from a farm, he uses particular lots within that farm based on how they were in that growing year. And that puts a cap on how many cigars you can make, right? Because he just doesn't put anything into a cigar, put a band on it and go, yeah, that'll do, right? Like the scrutiny that our product falls under is so intense that there is a limit to what we can do as far as growth of the brand. Mm.
0: Yeah, a million cigars, That I mean, that's, not really all that much in tar- terms of. So uh, no. I know. Of. No, no, it's not.
3: You know, and I, I think, you know, we'll get we'll get to a million and a half, two million before long. But that's probably the top end of it because yeah. of the quality that is demanded from one from the rollers. Right. Like I said, they weigh everything. Right. There's no variance on that. Uh, even down to how they put the binder on the cigars mm. is paid attention to. Uh, Dion doesn't like the binder to overlap in the cigars. He likes it to kind of candy cane up the cigar where it just touches. It doesn't overlap. Mm. Um, you know, I've seen him cut open cigars and be like, look, the binder wraps around this two and a half, three times. This is no good. So when you, when you have that quality level of quality you expect from your products um it does hamper the ability to mass produce beyond that boutique artisan level which i don't think a brand like illusioni should ever do because that's really what made us who we are
0: Mm. um so what are your plans for the pca this year so um
3: we have some new products coming out, which is really unusual for us because we're not um, a new product driven company. Mm-hmm. We have our core and we stick to it. I think That's the last awesome. new product release we had was. Long, right? <laughs> Probably like in 2018 was the 2018. last time was the last time we came out with something new. Mm. Um, so we have some new products coming out for PCA. We have the Alegría line, which is only available to one-off accounts, and there's 170 across the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have a a project with an actor in Hollywood who is a cigar smoker. I'm not at liberty to say, but that'll be released at PCA. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have the CG4 Candela, And we have a line extension to the one-off. There's two more sizes of the plus 53 coming out. And all I can comment on the plus 53 blend is, is that if you're going to call Cuba from the United States, you got to dial plus 53 to get into Cuba.
0: Ah, All right. I see where the conspiracy comes into that one. (laughs) I didn't do it.
1: <laughs>
3: you can't call Raúl Castro anymore because he's not in power. He stepped <laughs> down. True, true, true. true. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we have planned. We have a lot going on for our, our company. That's very unusual. Yeah, it sounds um, like
0: you have a real busy time there.
3: We do, we do. That's it's very out of character for us. It the last time we had something with this many releases was 2017 16 somewhere right around there and that was driven by the fda where we had to get some products right. to the market you know? mm-hmm. so the allegria line which is the second sister line to the runoff is uh, five different sizes and there's a lonsdale in there which we're really dave and i are really thrilled about um because that's what we smoke um and then for the future we have Some more lines of one-off, some more skews and one-off that'll come out the tallest. There were 13, I think, total sizes. We only released eight, so we'll slowly release some
0: more
1: of those in the future.
0: Yep, yep. Um, You want to talk a little bit about what's going on at Twins,
1: Paul? Yeah. So for the next – well, actually, for the next month and a half up until Mm -hmm. July 24th, we have the 724 – month and a half really it's usually much so the 724 month is july and so this year kurt decided to extend it from june 1st through july 24th so anyone who comes in and buys a box of 724 you'll be entered in for the grand prize drawing which will be pulled by kurt himself on july 24th
0: get for, it 724
1: yes on 724 which will also be a big party at londonderry uh so, if you buy a box, you get an entry uh, for the grand prize drawing of a, uh, a big uh, t- uh, humidor, cabinet humidor, cabinet, hu- cabinet humidor. Three boxes of your choice of any 724 boxes. Mm-hmm. Three 724 uh, liquors, which is the uh, uh, was it the the, Corazon. Corazon, the Old Forester, and the 724 single back Jack Daniels. A $3,500 18-karat gold DuPont lighter, which is just absolutely gorgeous. beautiful, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. And the whole prize is worth approximately $5,000. Ping. Wow. Ping. Ping. Yep. So for one box, you get one entry. For two boxes, you get five entries. And for three boxes, you get 10 entries.
6: Can wrap. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. I think
2: so. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't know. You know you might have to buy a box and find out. I might. I might. So if uh if you haven't come down and taken advantage of that, please do. Yeah. Uh, we'll help you out with that. And uh that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what's going on. What's going and on? I know at the bar on Sundays and Mondays now. There's doing uh Five dollar local beer drafts and, yep. mm-hmm. and a fifteen dollar special pairing with seven twenty-four cigar and uh um uh seven twenty-four spirit. That's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And I know tomorrow we're doing a um I, it's 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 stupid to talk about it on the podcast because people are gonna be talking about this podcast for months. But uh tomorrow. But <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about it anyways. <laughs> We got Eric Stokeby coming to the store from fourth generation tobacconist. He's one of the biggest names in the pipe world.
6: So what's the date? So people know.
0: It's yeah. June 12th. Yes, June 12th. June 12th from 12 to 4. Eric Stokeby going to be at the store. We're having a big sale on all of his pipes and, and tobaccos and accessories. It's going to be Awesome and just in time for father's day too. It's yes, to yes. It's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm, I'm daddy. looking forward to tomorrow morning. Um but that's a little bit about what's going on at Twins. Um Dave what are you, what are you thinking about this pipe tobacco right now? Are you liking it any more than you did the first time?
6: I'm liking it with the pairing a lot. Yeah, cuz I didn't get it I didn't get I didn't hit any of the Virginias before. To me it was really woody. Well, it's a burly burly. Really and it's I know it was a burly. You're not point. supposed
0: to be getting Virginia. It's I know. I, burly.
6: I got in the wood and I was on the fence about whether or not I it, it fit my wheelhouse or not cuz I'm a very Virginia person. Mm-hmm. And you know, um I know that if I ever drink scotch, I'm going to be smoking eight-state burley cuz it's freaking amazing. <laughs> and you
1: and you and you will drink just, scotch, Dave. Just <laughs> Guaranteed. It, honey. <laughs> just after tonight. After tonight, it. <laughs> after tonight you will get guarantee you'll be drinking scotch. Even
0: before tonight, Glenlivet was my favorite scotch. Mm-hmm.
1: Glenlivet 12, the one, my favorite,
0: my favorite yep. scotch, the. Poor Pastor Pedrone can't afford a lot of the Glenlivet, <laughs> but when he does, he goes and gets a Glenlivet. There you go. You don't know. drink that, <laughs> it's basically I'm, I'm like <laughs> with Brian. I'm drinking, <laughs> drinking coffee, or some Slurpee or something. You know. What do you think, Paul?
1: I well. First of all, I think this is a fantastic scotch, and actually, I'm going to have to go out and buy it's my fantastic. bottle. This fantastic. Thank you, Dave. This this is. I'm going to actually go out have to go out and buy a bottle because I guarantee you that if I have Nicole try this, she will like this. Just from the mm-hmm. fruit oh, portion yeah. alone, she will absolutely like this one.
0: Mm-hmm. what do you think of the tobacco
1: oh yeah what the tobacco is, is i think i'm <laughs> now i'm picking up a lot more. now i'm picking up a lot more of the woody notes mm-hmm. uh, the woody earthy um still yeah. got a little bit more of that getting a little woody i'm not touching <laughs> that one day. there's no conspiracy with that one <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I am I'm actually picking a lot more of that wood tones. Uh, the 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 fruit is definitely with me. Uh, has been from the, <laughs> the beginning. Is <fridge> with you, <laughs> and uh, it's not it, it's it has has not subsided at all. But it's uh, toned down a little bit. But it's still there, and uh, I think it's a fantastic pairing uh, together. So Talia,
0: do you agree? Is it, is this a fantastic pairing? With I your,
5: uh, do. Like I said, a little ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Great. With the uh, Caribbean being a little bit sweet for my taste, mm-hmm. like I said, um, I love it, of course. And I love it even more with the pipe. It mm-hmm. gives me those spicy, like palate notes, like, that spice on my tongue that I'm missing from, from scotch. the scotch. Yeah. Because with the Caribbean Reserve, you're trying to get those people that aren't really scotch drinkers aren't really whiskey drinkers people who want to get a little bit more fruitiness with their their whiskey and this I'm not necessarily like that you you know me I like my spicy Irishes personally yeah. <laughs> so with the Even cigar before Greek, I like and the spicy, spicy I like the spicy <laughs> oh the Greeks mm-hmm. granted the Greeks we got we got good food but our oh uh, <laughs> our liquors are are <laughs> a little something to be desired. So, <laughs> so smoking the cigar and the pipe with this has made me appreciate it even more than I did before. Oh,
2: mm.
0: good, good. Um, Paul, did you have any kind of conspiracy things that you wanted to talk? Well, about?
1: I want to tell Ask Brian and uh, Big Dave there. If, did you ever? <laughs> That's, that's what Denver. I was waiting for all night, Dave. <laughs> his intro. He
5: needed his intro. Oh, I want
1: to ask you. Do you know anything about the uh, conspiracy about the Denver airport? Yeah, it's um,
3: it's built on Indian uh, burial ground. And don't
0: don't be in there after, like, dark. Oh. Don't be in there after dark. Why is that? Because <laughs> all sorts of
3: shit will
6: start. <laughs> you
0: know, crazy people
6: running around lizard suits <laughs> yeah, so i actually lived
3: on an indian reservation for four years i have an indian name um and uh Big I'm in the uh, denver airport <laughs> weird shit
1: happens to me so uh, it's all true
3: everything they say about the denver airport
1: sort is the true the fact that it not only is it the largest, but I know there's controversy and conspiracy about the, the, the cost overrun, about $2 billion, the year-long extension it took to build. The fact that, uh, from what I've read, is that uh, there's deep underground military tunnels and bases underneath that, and that uh, it's also littered with artwork that is strangely weird. Yes, uh, not, weird. not one is more weirder than the what they call Blucifer. The Mustang yep. that is yep. out in front with the red eyes
2: <laughs> and, and, the,
1: and the fact that it's got a uh, Freemason symbol uh, indicating that on the on the plaque that says the New World Commission Airport a or Airport p- a Commission, excuse me, fell off
6: and killed. Uh, and,
1: and, the, and the fact that it, the piece of the uh, the actual uh, uh, Mustang killed the actual artist who created it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Is it a red eye or is it an orange eye? Uh, well, I, I read it's red eye. I was there once. That's now great I never. Idea. I was there. Well, I, I was. I was there once just as a traveler. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know about this at the time. Uh, I, I was really was it
0: during the day, Paul. Oh, it, was the day. It, was it was during the during day. It was not
1: during the nighttime, which oh, strange things would God. happen. Uh, but I know uh, it, man. But, in, but since then, I've I've heard <laughs> and read up on a lot of different things. But I just want to know if you ever heard about uh, those things.
3: No, you know the, the. I did hear that it was on an Indian burial ground, and that's why they play. Yeah, I, of, am, I and, did that Yeah, they they play Native American music after dark to keep the spirits happy.
6: <laughs> to keep the spirits happy. <laughs> well, you know what else is that? Their runways are in the shape of a swastika yeah you know I, and I then they they, they they comment i was reading the uh the comment on that and they said that it was just because of the crosswinds yep. so that they have an opportune place to take off and land depending on where the wind's coming from which makes sense but still it looks like it's to go, which is kind of funny
0: so it has nothing to do with the illusion on the 88. <laughs>
6: Maybe it was the year Dia
3: moved
0: to Reno. I know, I know. I got, I got it when I when I uh, was at another shop and on another podcast. I I got into a big debate with uh, another podcaster who was sure that all this stuff had to do with Hitler and everything. And after reading it up, I'm like, dude, this is all faith related stuff, and. You know the '88. That's when he moved to Nevada. I mean, how can you, how can you think that this has anything to do with Hitler? And but it's '88. <laughs> it's on all the prison tax. Don't you know? I'm like, oh, dude, come on, get over yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I like that it makes people
6: talk. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah. I
0: think not. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, you had you had some stuff to talk about, right? Conspiracy mm. stuff.
6: Mm. So uh, yeah, well, well, let's keep on the the Hitler thing. Why so, not? Yeah. Why not? So uh, they never found Hitler's body, and they thought they did because the Russians uh, uh, 20, 23 years after after the you know Hitler, they uh, they after said World that they announced that they had his body, and then in the eighties, they uh, him, him, the Americans because this was written by like not an American, apparently, uh, the <laughs> Americans uh, went and did a DNA test and they scientifically proved that it was not Hitler. And it was n- in no relation to his family whatsoever. So now well, nobody did he, knows.
0: Didn't he come to New York
6: City? Where was. So well, some people think he went to Argentina. Other people think that, they, uh, that he built a uh, bunker in Antarctica. And, <laughs> I heard uh, that too. And, uh, <laughs> that the entire, like, the relic of the the Nazi way of life is living large in the bunker in Antarctica. So, they have everything they need apparently. And uh, but they found in um, oh what, what what's the name of the where's Arnold Schwarzenegger from? Austria. Oh, Austria. In Austria, they found they found tunnels. I'm um sad I know that you <laughs> they,
0: knew that right off the top of your head. <laughs> and they Co- found tunnels Austria, that are just Arnold's
5: like from Austria.
0: that are like you know sixteen miles okay, long. That
6: <laughs> and that was apparently a precursor to what they were planning to do in the in the Antarctic. So what
0: was a precursor to what they were doing in Antarctica?
6: The uh the, the underground
0: <laughs> yes, the underground <laughs>
6: Yes, the underground tunnels that they found in Austria. <laughs> yes, don't you know? So, um, so yeah, so apparently Hitler's, uh, you know, probably dead by now, but was uh, well, I escorted away. The other uh, witnesses, no, the crazy part is, is that everybody thinks that, uh, that Hitler died because of the fact that Germans said he committed suicide, he, 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 he committed suicide but nobody saw it. They saw bodies brought out of the building and then apparently those people uh who were in charge dug a shallow grave uh put them in it and then burned it and then covered it up and that's what the uh uh the later the russians said you know was his body it was a body found in the shallow grave outside of the building blah 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 but it wasn't him so where is he nobody cares
2: no nope.
0: Nobody cares, or nobody both. Both, both. yeah, barely. barely.
6: Apparently, and the most other interesting thing is that all the all of his—they're uh, not generals, but the—I uh, forget what they're called, but it doesn't matter. They uh, all the the higher ups in that um, regime in the regime. What is regime? Yes, <laughs> all became advisors. Not the
0: fembots!
6: <laughs> all became advisors. Uh, financial advisors and uh, for the world powers, all of them, including the United States, and that is a fact. Oh, that's, really? not a, no, that's not a. That's not even a no. conspiracy. Who? Who, Dave? I don't. I don't remember the you name. You don't remember? I just, this, I just watched the show last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baby.
0: I just watched the show. Kurt told me about it,
3: and I watched it. Well, Sean in- Keen. Sean Payne in Memphis knows my favorite conspiracy theory, and and that is from a gentleman named Alex
1: Jones. You know him. Uh, no. Any I do
0: relation not. to Jim Jones? No. And the like coincidence? No. Uh, and he had it has a
3: conspiracy theory that the government was putting chemicals in the water to turn frogs gay.
2: <laughs> to turn
3: frogs
5: gay. <laughs> Frogs like frogs or frogs Fro- like Frenchmen?
2: No, not, not Frenchmen. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, a there are a couple people there. They're like they're the
2: frog. <laughs> it's like a frog. It's like a frog.
6: <laughs> like the snails, no matter what they are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Trying Just to give
0: them back
3: straight. <laughs> 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 That hands down is my favorite conspiracy theory.
0: Uh, you're my long time. <laughs> yes. On your so flat. I pumped uh, you a before. second time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a reason why Kermit
4: never hooked up with Miss P.
0: Yeah. Drink the
4: water. He drank
0: the cookie. Oh, my goodness.
3: Yeah, that's that, that down my favorite conspiracy theory right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one.
2: <clears throat>
0: so yeah. what's our final thoughts here on the uh, eight state burley? Oh, we're there already?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, we're there already.
0: Dave, right. what what are you friends? do you like it now? Um
6: well I didn't not like it before. It was just I I was on the fence. I didn't know where I was going with it. Um but definitely, you know, with the pairing, I I, I definitely like it. Oh, a lot better. Like the the Virginias have been coming out, a lot of fruit. Um, uh, the, the banana and this thing is 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 bringing out some fig tones in the in the pipe. The banana's yeah. been coming out in the pipe, <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> blossoming, and uh
0: <laughs> that's that's just gross, Dave.
6: The woods are in the background. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes. Very good.
0: Well, you know, I have to admit, you know, when this when this blend first came out, I'm thinking Burleys. Burleys are traditionally very woody, mm-hmm. very earthy, mm-hmm. very nutty. You got cocoa notes, and so I'm thinking this is going to be a very nice dark kind of you know blend. And because of the Orientals they have in there, you get this nice.
6: Amazing retro
0: spice, and you get this kind of citrusy, you know, sweet and sour note. Oh, and the Virginias bring this fruity flavor, fr- fr- you know, deep stewed fruit kind of note to the mix. And so the Burleys are there, but I really think they kind of play second fiddle to the Orientals and then the, the Virginians. I would agree. Yeah. I, I think they're there. I think it's. I, and so I kind of had to stop and stop, listen to the, you know, get rid of my expectations of what I thought the blend was going to be and just kind of smoke it for what it was. And I really, what are you? Really enjoy this yep. blend a lot. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be, but it is very, very nice. And and frankly, I'm going to say unique.
6: Yes, I, I, this is it is, is unique. Is I've never most, smoked anything
0: like it. This is this is a a burly blend, and yet I, it's very unlike anything I had anticipated being. What what about you, Paul? Yeah, there's no, no, I there's agree. No
1: burls. Like I said in the be- <laughs> in the beginning, I was getting a lot more of the fruit tones. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, uh, Floral notes from the orientals, the spice. Yeah. Uh, the the pairing is again another complementary pairing. Um, it is bringing out a little bit more of the wood tones right now. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, the fruit, the the fruit notes of Virginia's were playing uh, the prominent note now. I think the burley notes are starting to play a little bit more of a prominent note for me. Uh, the woody, earthy tones. The fruit's still there. A little bit more of the floral notes, but it's a phenomenal, phenomenal pairing. I love this. Excellent. What do you think, there, Talia?
5: I love it. It's like that tropical fruit versus spice Mm -hmm. that like in the drink, it's bringing out more of that oaky vanilla flavor out through the drink for me. Mm -hmm. Whereas before you, you kind of get like really fruity notes from the Glen Levitt Caribbean. Yeah. But with the pairing, you're getting more of that oak out of the scotch. Right. So it's almost that perfect Balance of like spice, sweet, oak, earth, fruit,
0: and I love it. (laughs) That's what she said. Uh, That is what she said. Um, let me let me end with the would you rather question, and and uh, unfortunately, the 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 uh Nevada guys are kind of left out of this because they're drinking milkshakes. <laughs> maybe, maybe they can answer the question. You know, well, they can't. They they haven't been smoking well, the tobacco. Changed the question so. then. Yeah. Um, would you rather have the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve with the cigar or with the pipe
6: tobacco? Ooh. Oh. That's
0: tricky. That's not fair. That's tricky. Not really. But not this fair. is a whole conspiracy show, so mm. I can you know. I'm gonna say pipe. You're gonna say pipe. What would you say, Paul?
1: Oh God, Naya. I...
0: <laughs> put them on this. Can
1: I put it? Can I say a tie? Yeah, you can say tie. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I like it both with the cigar and the pipe evenly.
6: That sounds like a conspiracy. Because no, you. because
1: eat... <laughs> well okay, Dave. <laughs> because I think it brought out the show is rigged. <laughs> I think, okay, okay. so for the cigar, it brought out a lot more of the leather mm-hmm. spice notes for me, mm-hmm. and this, it brought out the fruit and floral notes for me as a whole, mm-hmm. and and I'm enjoying each one equally, so okay. I'm going to say it's a tie.
0: What about you, Dave? <sighs> Unfortunately. You <can> you. <laughs> Unfortunately. Thanks,
6: Dan. That's what I've always wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to agree with Paul, man. It's a tie for me. I would, tie. Oh yeah, I can't choose.
1: It's both.
5: Pastor Dan.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, here we go. You know, on, Dan.
0: It's very. This Scotch went so well with both.
1: Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. it
0: it really it really is a you know the Scotch is incredibly versatile. Oh god, yeah. You know it 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 will go with so many. It, it, if you're looking to bring out the sweetness in something that you're smoking. Glen Glenlivet Caribbean is a great much to have with that oh yeah um I'm gonna have to agree with Talia just just by like this little itty bitty bit like, I think I'd rather have it with the with the pipe tobacco but it was amazing with the cigar it, it was, was and it the was. cigar was amazing mm-hmm. on its own and I get this nice kind of I got from the from the op number nine. I got this nice, almost caramel-like sweetness mm. from from the cigar. It was like a rich sweetness, not over-sweetness. Yeah, an over sweetness. And, and the the Scotch just went great with it. It did. You know, and, but it's bringing out a lot of the Virginia uh, in the pipe tobacco here, and I'm really enjoying that a lot. You're
5: welcome, gents. You
0: just you. give me give me a couple of tasting
5: notes, and I got you.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yes. that's right. Thank applause. You. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Mm. Now, would, would you rather is a great movie? movie. What's that? Watch the movie. Would you rather? It's a amazing. Movie. Movie. It's a movie. They made a movie out of it. <laughs> they Where did. did. There? Where huh? is? like on Netflix, or is it oh, on, yeah. like, that <laughs> so nobody watches?
3: No, I think it's on Netflix. Watch it, Would You Rather. It's a great not movie. Really. I right. feel like it
5: would either be naughty or horror.
3: <laughs> Maybe both. It's the Gray, and she's a porn star, but it's not a porno.
2: <laughs> I say?
3: Yeah, baby. It's a mainstream <laughs> movie, and it's uh, it's awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: all right well we'll ha- now we have homework to do for next week's show right. <laughs> um now next week on the show when we uh come back and talk about uh would you rather the movie uh <laughs> we'll also be joined by Brett bowersox from agonorsa leaf And we're going to be smoking the uh, JFR Lunatic Short Titan Maduro. Mm. A great, great Mm. cigar. And we're going to be smoking fourth generation tobacconist 2012 blend. Yeah, baby. Which is going to be great in and of itself. Especially after seeing Eric uh, Stokeby, who owns fourth generation tobacconist. Tomorrow. It's going to be a fantastic time. Brian and Big Dave. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thanks, guys. Virtual hug.
1: This has been phenomenal. Thank Thank you so much for being
0: on the show. Thanks for taking all the time to be with us and hanging with us to smoke pipes, even though you're not smoking pipes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having us. It was a pleasure to spend the Friday evening with you, and uh, we appreciate it very much.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. We'll be back next week right here on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching. And if you're not watching live, you can catch us anywhere you get your podcast from the following Monday. We'll see you next week. Bye bye, everybody. And that's not just blowing smoke. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are. Whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down,